0: chapter fourteen of molly's prince this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org molly's prince by rosa newsheth Carey. chapter fourteen thursdays at the porch house and touched by her fair tendance gladlier grew Milton. when waveney crossed the hall after posting her letter the dressing-bell rang and mitchell who encountered her on the stairs informed her with quiet civility that both her mistresses were in the library and had desired that she would join them as soon as she was ready it did not take many minutes for waveney to brush out her curly hair and put on her white dress it was almost severe in its simplicity and absence of trimming but in hers and Molly's eyes it was a garment fit for a princess and when waveney had pinched up the lace ruffles and put in the little pearl brooch which had belonged to her mother she was innocently pleased with her appearance she had rather a shock when she entered the library doreen was not there althea was sitting with her back to the light with a green shade over her eyes the pale tints of her gown waveney discovered she always wore soft neutral tints the pallor of her long thin face and the disguising shade gave her a strangely pathetic look she held out her hand with a faint smile i am so sorry my dear that this should have happened and on your first day too it is the worst attack i have had for months and no remedies seem to have any effect but the pain is gone now and to-morrow i shall be myself again oh i am so glad of that i am glad of it too returned althea for i would not willingly miss one of our thursday evenings you will be surprised to hear that we have begun a course of shakespeare readings some of the girls are so intelligent and read so well our old friend mr chaytor helps us he is a barrister but a very poor one i am sorry to say but he is wonderfully clever he used to read to the girls then he got up an elocution class and now he has started these shakespeare readings and the girls do so enjoy them it sounds very nice i think you will say so we have had tempest and twelfth night and to-morrow it is to be as you like it mr chaytor is to be touchstone and the melancholy Jaques rather contrasts are they not at this moment doreen re-entered she looked pleased as she noticed the animation in her sister's voice and as the gong sounded she said you will like miss ward to come and talk after dinner althea while i write those letters and althea smiled and nodded she looks very ill waveney said in a low voice as they walked down the corridor oh yes returned miss harford she always looks bad after one of these attacks it is the pain you see my sister does not bear pain well it wears her out waveney felt relieved when dinner was over doreen was very kind and pleasant but she was not a great talker and hardly knew how to interest her young companion girls were more in althea's line she said to herself althea had such marvellous sympathy and understood them so thoroughly she herself got on better with older women and once or twice she smiled in an amused way when she lifted her eyes from her plate and saw the little figure in white opposite her she reminded me of one of Moritz's pictures she said afterwards to althea whichever could it be i have been puzzling myself all dinner-time the white frock makes her look more like a child than ever her eyes are lovely but she is not pretty not exactly but i like her face i expect you mean that picture of undine yes she is wonderfully like it only this undine has her soul by the by we have not seen moritz for an age i shall write to gwendolen and tell her that her boy is up to mischief when waveney returned to the library she found that one or two shaded lamps had been lighted but that althea was still seated in the darkest corner of the room she bade waveney draw up a chair beside her my head is too confused to listen to reading she observed so you shall just talk and amuse me tell me anything about yourself or Molly, or your brother everything human interests me and nothing in the world pleases me better than to listen to the story of other people's lives waveney laughed but she was a little embarrassed too shall i tell you about my dear old men at the hospital she said rather nervously and althea concealed her disappointment and said yes certainly tell me anything you like and so waveney began and as usual her narrative was very picturesque and graphic but lo and behold before many minutes were over she had crossed the green sward and the lime avenue and was standing in fancy before a certain high narrow house with vine-draped balcony and an old courtyard and as she talked her eyes were shining with eagerness and now the beloved names were on her lips father and molly and noel althea almost held her breath as she listened oh we were so happy exclaimed the girl i think no one could have been happier we were never dull not even when noel was at school and father away but of course we liked the evenings best oh yes of course echoed althea softly i think the winter evenings were best returned waveney reflectively because we could make up such a lovely fire father was often cold and tired but he always smiled when he saw our fire and sometimes we would roast chestnuts that was noel's treat and tell stories and sing father has such a beautiful voice and so has molly and when they sing in church people look round and wonder who they are your brother is happy at school then happy i should think so he is so clever even his masters say so and then he never shirks his work like other boys oh do you know miss harford he has set his heart on getting a scholarship he is working for his examination now if he gets it we hope he will be able to go to oxford for he does so want to be a barrister but my dear eighty pounds a year would not pay his expenses at any university and then althea bit her lip as though she had said more than she intended oh we know that returned waveney eagerly but we thought at least noel thought that perhaps the veiled prophet and then she broke into a laugh how absurd i am as though you could understand but noel is always so ridiculous and gives such funny names to people the vale prophet is that kind friend of mother's who has sent him to st paul's a friend of your mother's my dear althea's tone was a little perplexed father always says it is some friend of mother's but of course it is all guesswork the lawyer who pays his bills tells us nothing and then partly to amuse her hearer and partly because it gave her pleasure to narrate anecdotes of the lad's cleverness and sense of humour she told her how noel intended one day to go to lincoln's inn and interview the old lawyer and there was something so racy in the girl's manner and she imitated noel's voice so well that althea who had been trying to suppress her amusement for some minutes gave up the effort and broke into a hearty laugh my dear you have done me good she said when they were serious again and my evening thanks to you has passed very pleasantly but i'm going to send you away now as i must not talk any more and then as waveney rose from her chair at this dismissal she drew her gently towards her and kissed her cheek i am your friend remember that waveney she said in her quiet voice and the girl blushed with surprise and pleasure the next morning waveney was summoned to the library she found althea looking pale and weak but she had discarded her shade she was resting in a deep easy-chair and her lap was full of letters waveney found that her work was cut out for her and for more than an hour she was busily engaged in writing the answers dictated to her one was to mrs wayne waring and waveney felt great pleasure in writing it she had not forgotten fairy magnificent she had taken a fancy to the pretty old lady and longed to see her again when althea had finished her correspondence she put a volume of robert browning's life into the girl's hand i must not use my eyes to-day she said with a sigh so if you will be good enough to read to me i will finish my jersey knitting and crochet are my only amusements on my blind days we work for the seaman's mission and then she added brightly it is such a luxury having some one to read to me we shall get through so many nice books you and i the morning passed so quickly that both of them were surprised when the gong sounded after luncheon waveney was told to go out and amuse herself until tea-time and she spent a delightful afternoon rambling over the common with fuss and fury frolicking beside her the little terriers evidently regarded her as a new playmate and were on the friendliest terms with her on going up to her room to dress for dinner which was always an hour earlier on thursdays she noticed a group of girls in the veranda of the porch-house some were sitting down and others standing about with rackets in their hands through the open window she could hear merry voices and laughter laura cairns and the other girl were with them the young housemaid who waited on her volunteered an explanation as she set down the hot-water can those are the young ladies from the derham shops ma'am it is early closing day with most of them and they come up early to play tennis althea looked amused when waveney repeated this speech they are young ladies to dorcas she said laughing but indeed some of these girls are so intelligent and so truly refined that one need not grudge them the term one or two of them would grace any drawing-room but of course we have our dressy smart girls too by-the-bye waveney do you play tennis and as waveney shook her head i thought not the houses in cleveland terrace have only small gardens and you would have no opportunity of practising but i am a devout believer in tennis Molly and i always longed to play returned waveney with a sigh but of course it was out of the question for mollie yes but it is quite possible for you and if you like nora greenwell will teach you she is our crack player even my sister who is severely critical allows that she makes wonderful strokes eh Dory? she plays exceedingly well returned oreen looking up from a scrapbook she was making for a children's hospital but then miss greenwell does everything well she is to take rosalind's part to-night is she not althea winced slightly as doreen asked the question to her dying day she would never hear rosalind's part read or acted without secret emotion she had dreaded this evening ever since the play of as you like it was decided upon but none the less she had determined to be present yes she returned rather hastily of course mr chaytor selected that part for her as Nora is certainly our best reader minnie alston will be celia and then she turned to waveney they are my two favourites when my sister wishes to tease me she calls them my two paragons and indeed i am proud of them oddly enough they serve in the same shop that big haberdasher gardener and wells miss ward has not passed the shop althea she has yet to make acquaintance with derham why do you call her miss ward returned althea playfully it is far too stiff a name for her follow my example and call her waveney but doreen looked a little dubious at this she was a kind-hearted woman but an undemonstrative one and her sister's pretty speeches and little caressing ways often filled her with envy dinner that evening was rather hurried and the moment it was over althea took up a light wrap and invited waveney to accompany her to the porch house the girls had finished their tea and were now arranging the room for their reading althea paused doubtfully on the threshold as she heard the commotion we are a little early she said and they never like me to find them in confusion i will show you the kitchen is this not a nice little place and that room beyond is where the girls wash their hands and brush their hair there is a storeroom too where i keep my jams and cake a pale-faced young widow was washing up the teacups as they entered she brightened up as althea addressed her that is my caretaker mrs shaw observed althea in a low voice come they are fairly quiet now and we may as well go in as mr chaytor is generally punctual waveney felt a little shy as she followed althea the great room seemed full of girls there were thirty or forty of them but althea shook hands with every one and had a pleasant word for each this is my friend miss ward she said in her clear voice to the assembled girls nora singling out a tall girl with an interesting face I am going to ask you to teach miss ward to play tennis the asphalt court behind the porch house will soon be ready thanks to the early closing movement some of you will be able to have a game before it gets dark yes indeed miss harford and we can practise our skating too interposed a pretty dark girl waveney found out afterwards that it was minnie alston and that she and nora were great chums that will be charming returned althea she looked more like queen bess than ever as she stood in the circle of girls with the light shining on her ruddy hair and soft ruffles now girls we must take our places and then she beckoned waveney to a long high-backed settle that stood by the fire the room was large and a little cold so a fire had been lighted waveney looked round with intense interest the recreation hall as it was called was of noble dimensions and evidently well lighted from the number of windows there was a platform at one end with a piano and two or three easels and half a dozen round tables with gay crimson cloths occupied the centre of the room these were at once surrounded by groups of girls some with books in their hands the floor was stained and some warm-coloured rugs gave an air of comfort a well-filled bookcase a few well-chosen prints and a carved oak chair known as miss harford's throne comprised the remainder of the furniture this evening althea had vacated her throne for the settle and a few minutes later doreen entered the room and with a pleasant nod to the girl she seated herself by her sister althea looked pleased but she was evidently surprised waveney discovered afterwards that it was not miss harford's habit to attend the thursday meetings the sisters had their different hobbies doreen's active energies found plenty of scope in her home for broken-down workers and though althea had contributed largely to it and always visited it at least once a week it was doreen who was the head and mainspring of the whole concern the committee of management comprised of a few personal friends in the neighbourhood were merely tools in her vigorous hands i wanted to hear miss greenwell's rosalind she whispered and then a man's step sounded in the little passage there was a quick rap at the door the girls all rose from their seats and althea went forward with a smile of welcome you are punctual to a minute Thorold," she said as she shook hands miss ward this is our old friend mr chaytor but as waveney bowed demurely a sudden gleam of amusement sparkled in her eyes for lo and behold it was the noticeable man with large grey eyes who had inquired the way in ranelagh gardens chapter fourteen